the hard questions. Podcast with Fast Ronald. I feel like the, is this Fast Ronald's podcast or DJ Two Cast podcast? Which name comes first? I put Fast Ronald first. I don't know. I feel I mean, like it was your idea. All right. Uh, you know what I mean? I feel like you were like, "Let's do a podcast." All right, I'll roll with it. I'm not gonna argue. Fast Ronald and DJ Two Stacks. <laughs> What what do you think sounds more I'll take natural place? Uh, DJ like Two Stacks is more of a mouthful. So Fast Ronald sounds more like a like a radio host name. It's well, Fast yeah. Ronald on. Also, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like you know the the rapper and the, the DJ. Yeah. I don't know. You got like well no I guess usually they put the DJ first. Maybe who's they? Or it depends. Well no I'm just <laughs> thinking like Eric B and Rakim. Uh, but then you also have, I feel like, it, when it was, like, cool... DJ Babu, DJ Paul, and Juicy J, I guess... But they're know. both rappers. Yeah. That's true. This is this is a tough... Deep, co- deep combo. Could, we'll we put could, up uh, a poll. We'll do a poll. Yeah, that's true. We could switch it, or we could just switch it back. Or it really doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> not my bad. We can't interrupt you. I thought it was the cat. Oh, was, was it? it nope, that was my knee. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was our special guest today. I thought it was the weekly cat interruption. <laughs> my dude, Michael Montoya. Hello. We have here today. Hello. Well Fast Ronald and DJ Two Stacks. Michael Montoya from uh, the bands Goliath, Winds of Plague, uh, hip hop producer fucking studio you know engineer extraordinaire very talented young man thank all you all around thank you. music He's, yeah this is going to be a music episode on top of some hard questions i definitely want to get into some nice general uh interview questions with this gentleman because he's a talented guy who uh you guys should know about thank you i appreciate that and uh yeah um so you want to you want to talk about uh want to talk about that bar wrestling event that you went to because it sounded cool yeah that shit, sounds amazing dude. i want it sounds like i want to play that oh you should get in contact with them i'm gonna they're gonna do more events basically uh, i have no idea the actual name of the promotion i should probably learn it i think it's like suburban suburban I, I feel like it's suburban, suburban fight or something fight? like that or yeah suburban fight I or saw, something yeah i'll look it up in a second but yeah i was at a bar is at the resident uh <clears throat> It was just three matches. It was match, band, match, band. It was fucking crazy, man. Dudes doing front flips off the bar, tacks, broken guitars, uh, people from Japan. It was all around a crazy time. Yeah, I, I just went to my first wrestling event as well. And uh, it was not at a bar, but it was called Bar Wrestling. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was cool as shit. And uh, yeah, pro wrestling is has been making me very happy this year. It was my my New Year's resolution was to get into wrestling. No joke, and uh, I did it. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's a good you. one. Have you have you been to a um? You haven't been to a big one yet. No, that was like the first thing I ever went to. Oh man, this dude actually called me out low key. Like he like G checked me. <laughs> he was like so like he started just asking me all these questions. He was like, oh, so were you at this and that? And I was just like. Oh no! It's like the first wrestling thing I've ever been to, and he was like, "Oh, but you're like DJ Too Sweet on Twitter." I thought, "What's good?" I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> he really checked me. That's yeah, funny. Man. That's actually hilarious. Or when I was like ten, I saw like The Rock and Stone Cold and like The Undertaker and all that. Badass. Like, I saw The Rock and Stone Cold. Like it was like one of the matches where they fought each other, and that shit was like life changing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so cool. I wish that I was more 
like actually into it at that time. I really took that era for <clears throat> granted. It was so cool. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. I went to uh, Royal Rumble 97. Shawn Michaels won back his title. I was there. Dude. That's legendary. <laughs> it was sick. That That's like the coolest shit about sports to me. It's just like being at like just a legendary moment that will never happen again. Yo. You know what I mean? Like, No, absolutely. I've been trying to... I've actually been like telling myself this more recently because... Uh, I have like a couple of friends from Texas that are like obsessed with sports. They just absolutely love sports, like diehard sports fans. And we were talking about how, um, you know, we're watching older generation of players integrate out and new players come in. And we're like, you know, this is like the third time I've seen this happen in my lifetime. Because when I was a kid, the players I first started remembering, they eased out. And then, you know, like it happens. It's just what happens with sports. And it's interesting because... I remember like having a chance to see these players that are like now in the Hall of Fame that I never did see. So now like that I'm older and I can, you know, control going to stuff. I want to start seeing players to be able to say, well, I saw whoever play in their prime against yeah. whoever. Because I don't know, to me, that's kind of cool because like I see documentaries and they interview all these old people. It was like, I was at this game when this motherfucker hit a home run, blah, blah, changed my whole life. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? I was at David Cohen's perfect game. Damn, that's badass. That's my claim to fame. I like sports That's for the coolest shit I ever seen in my life. Yeah, I like sports for reasons that other. It's like nothing to do with pride. Like most people like sports. You, you for, like sports because you're a gambler. Yep. Well, not that, but <laughs> I also just like <laughs> fuck off. But also, uh, <laughs> you're fucking sports better. <laughs> well, but it also like because athletes remind me that humans can do something like more than you think a human can do because it's oh, not yeah. not nothing about like oh pride of my city like that's all bullshit but for me to see some dude do something supernatural i'm like man motherfuckers a superhuman to the craft yeah know? absolutely i saw i saw ryan sheckler win the uh x games when he was like 13 Fuck. That, that one time when he was yeah. Like 13 and yeah he won. yeah i remember that and i was like super into skating and i was like 11 or 10 you know not that much younger than him and that was yeah. like inspiring as shit cause yeah this kid's like a couple years older than me and he's beating everyone who's in their like mid-20s and exactly shit. And when we were kids and like you saw ryan sheckler like that made you believe okay i could skateboard as a career mm-hmm. yo like, this is possible for sure if you can't be inspired by an athlete doing something crazy you're a fucking hater that's like that's like as, as simple as it could be. If you can't see someone do something extraordinary and be like, yo, that's fucking crazy. You're a fucking hater. It has nothing to do with having to like sports or be a proud yeah. of a team. You just have to respect somebody doing something crazy. It's fucking crazy. That's why I love wrestling because it's like, yeah, even if you're like, oh, it's fake or if you don't care about it at all, when you see people do some of these spots that they do, it's like, how could you not appreciate that shit? You know what I mean? It's like they're putting their fucking whole life on the line sometimes these dudes could break their neck some of the shit they're doing you know some people have yeah, they, exactly up. that's my point so it's like i don't know i respect the shit out of it i don't know all yeah. all athletes yeah. i respect people who take fucking steroids yeah i don't, I don't you know what i mean because like that's <laughs> some crazy ass shit yeah. like you're like i respect that you're gonna inject yourself with some crazy like horse hormones or something to like get better <laughs> at sports that's fucking cool as shit if you ask me yeah, man, some fucking yeah, that's some wild shit. You shark be plasma. <laughs> yeah, like that's some shark blood. Yeah, they're doing like God knows fucking what. Some guys like, all right, listen, like we got some new shit. You know what I mean? Like just shoot this and you'll be good. And won't they show won't... up on your drug exactly. Test. Like they don't even know what the fuck they're doing to themselves. So you gotta respect that a little bit. Yeah, no, I respect. Yo, steroids and sports doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at I'm, all. I'm to all be for the entertainment. 
the game's never been pure ever. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I no mean, game, no sports ever been pure as a fucking. Yeah. Did you see this thing? So I just saw this thing that was going around on Twitter where it was like transgender high school oh, wrestler yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. When all, every match? single person that's reacting to it, they're, they're either cracking up or they're mad about the fact that a, a quote-unquote man wants to wrestle against girls. Well, he when doesn't. if you open the article, yeah. what it is is it's a female to male who's trying to transition and wants to wrestle men. Yeah, and they're they're like, no, you have to go buy your birth certificate. So it's yeah. like, literally ninety nine percent of the reactions that I'm seeing on Twitter is people who did not even read like the synopsis. They just read the headline. You know what I mean? Like they read the headline or they looked at the picture mm-hmm. and made an assumption, and it's just like, this shit just bums me out. And like this, everyone is retarded. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> that's that's like the media's purpose is to create a headline to where people aren't going to actually read it; they're just going to react. To yeah, the headline. Of course, one thousand percent guilty. Yeah, yeah, I I'm do it all the time. I get it. I, I, I always say, man, I read this article. When in reality, I just read the headline. You read yeah. the picture. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> the photo. <laughs> That's real, dude. I yeah. mean, shit. At least you admit it, because I'm sure everyone. I'll been skim there. the article. I'll say, I won't I, read I, it. I try to at least. I won't read it. I'll skim it. I try to at least skim it, if I care at all about it. Constantly passing disinformation. <laughs> yeah, we discussed that. That's it's a, a cold world. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to start doing like a weekly food food review. You eat anything good uh, this week? Anybody eat anything good? Different? I wish yeah. I knew to be prepared for a scumbag food review. Um, all right, so I've been having I've been having problems, like you know, with my digestion and just like stomach problems and shit. And I've been trying to watch what I eat. So some days I'm just like, let me just eat yogurt. And shit like that. And I've gotten heavily into this fucking yogurt, dude. Which is like... People are going to be like, alright, who fucking cares about yogurt? But it's like this... The brand is like... It, all right. <laughs> no, check this out. Check this out. Because I'm obsessed with it. And like, I, I'm like, to where like, I'm going to different stores to try and find it. And like, they don't as, have it. He, I just want to let everyone know he like closed his eyes while he was describing <laughs> this yogurt. That's why I was laughing. This, this sounds like a Seinfeld ass. <laughs> all right. So, so the brand is the one where it's like the word, it kind of looks like it says fag. But it's like, it's like F A G E. But it's pronounced like Fai or something. You know what I mean? But it says like Fai kind of. But, so that's the brand. And it's like yogurt, but it's like the Greek kind, but it's like the thickest kind of yogurt I've ever had to where you're like eating like sour ice cream. cream. You know what I mean? Thicker than sour cream. Like this shit is the real deal. Damn, like, thick. It's hard body. Young double cheek double right? on a Thursday. Hard body yogurt, right? And it comes with like a, this little cup of, of like, like fruit jam kind of on the side that you 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 mix into it or whatever or you can just like dip in but this one that they have is blood orange and like i've never experienced this kind of flavor with yogurt (laughs) (laughs) it's like every bite is just like a fucking new experience dude where you're like am i eating ice cream am i eating yogurt is this is this a sorbet that i'm eating right now (laughs) And it's just like the textures and the flavors are so just exotic, dude. That it's gonna rock your world when you guys when you guys get this yogurt. It's gonna change your life. 
I'll, go, I'll check it out. It's called Faggy. <laughs> faggy yogurt. <laughs> yeah, the best part is, like, I tried to, like, crack a joke like that when I was with my mom at the store buying it or whatever. And, and she was like, yeah, like, when you eat it, it's faggy yogurt or whatever. You know, like, she really, she really <laughs> played me. Yeah, yeah, she really, it was, it was good. That's, that's it, funny. It was great, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, I love. I do love a good yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I ate at this, uh, oh, how about you, man? Anywhere new? Different? Yeah, I just, I just moved to this house uh, in North Hollywood that um, yeah. is literally right around the corner from this restaurant called Que Rico's. It's yeah. like open 24-7 and it's nice. like taco truck quality like Mexican food but like a, in a 24-hour restaurant. Hell yeah. So it's like a clutch find that I've been super into. Like it's one of those things wherever I like go like out and skate like to around the corner or whatever be like I'm gonna go get something to eat. Yeah. I just, I always pick it because there's just like everything else around it, I'm just like, oh fuck it, I'd rather just eat. I love Rico, it, you know. So that pl- that place is fire, especially love- at like three in the morning. You know, if you're like high or you're not sleeping and shit, you want to get something to eat. Carico's is the spot. Yeah, that's the worst because I love when, or I hate when I have to, I want a burrito or something from the taco truck, but it's one o'clock on a Tuesday. And I'm like, all right, they're fucking not there. They're not even, yep. not even there. You don't have any that that's there all night. Uh, and I don't got any late night out. ones, bro. There's no late night. Well, there's like a late night stand, but it's I've 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 gotten food poisoning from there before, Ooh. so I don't. I'm not even gonna give the name of it because I don't. Well, fuck. I don't even well, know the maybe name you of it. Should yeah, yeah. I was like saying to get people not to, to go there, but people. yo, if you're on Highland Park Avenue 60, there's a little stand there. Don't go to it. I can't think of the name, but uh. I just had this new spot called Triple Bean Pizza, which is, uh, they serve a Roman style, which means room temperature, like, so that it, the flavors, I guess, are more established. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like, okay, it's called Roman style pizza. And so it's like, first of all- This sounds like bullshit already. No, it's crazy. It's definitely a gentrification spot. Yeah, that's But it's delicious. Yo, you know me, bro. I, lo- I love to hate on shit, but this spot's fire. So like, first of all, you got, you got to pay for it by the weight. So you go up there and they have these special scissors that they're made for pizza. Uh, okay. So the bottom's flat and the top is regular scissors and they slide it. And like, how big of a slice do you want? And they cut it because it's like long, like rectangles of pizza. And they cut uh, you a rectangle and then they serve it to you. They flash heat it for like five seconds and they serve it to you room temperature. So because the flavors are like more settled and established when it's room temperature, which is like true for most foods when you cook and shit. So it's like definitely... It's fun, dog. I want. Trust me, I wanted to hate. Dog. It just it's sounds fire. annoying, dude. <laughs> nah, it's not as bad as you not, think. I'd try it. It's, it's good. I'll try it. I like pizza. Triple like Beam pizza. in Highland Park. It's pretty good. I like crispy pizza. You know, I want it hot. I want it well done. Well, this one is this one is like thin crust, so it's it's fire, bro. You would like it. Trust me. I know you got like a whole idea of pizza because you're from I'm an elitist New York. about yeah. pizza. Yeah, you are from New York. I'm an elitist about pizza. I don't fuck around with. Experimental pizza. I don't fuck around. I don't. No, I get it. I get it. I don't fuck around. You know, I don't know. I had to adapt, dude. When I came out here and I first saw someone, the first pizza I think I saw someone eat in Los Angeles was barbecue like sauce pizza and they're dipping it in ranch and i was just like oh. having a meltdown like, that's what disgusting. the fuck is going on yeah that's oh. disgusting Get me out of here. that's yeah. funny yeah, yeah, but, but now i'm I, i'll do that shit because yeah. i gave up on like being a period being a purist about yeah pizza. it's i guess it's similar to like if we go to like the east coast i was like oh i got this fire mexican food spot you're like do you yeah exactly you know yeah I mean? yeah no exactly i mean i used to know one and like in my mind, like I think even having like the real good shit, and like I think it was it was good, 
I remember it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. New York has a lot of good food. So I love New York food. Yeah, I don't there know. The there, yeah, I've, I, th- I knew one good taco truck, but there was a lot of shit Mexican food. But, like, there's Mexicans out there. It's they're, not, like, as... It's not, like, in the culture. You don't know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. they're, like, there secretly. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, like, here, <laughs> you're, like, in Mexico. Yeah. But, like, you go there, and there's, like, a lot of Mexican people, but you just you wouldn't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They're, yeah, it's, it's wild, dude. Some of the best Chinese restaurants... Oh, Chinese food is better over there, and yeah, you probably think, being made. Man, that's Mexican. a big argument. I I don't know if I've ever cared. I've never paid enough attention. It's just a different. It is a different style because yeah. it's different Chinese people. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> it's true. It's different Chinese people. The you best know what I mean? Chinese because food. like that's a thing. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Sure. There's yeah. There's different parts of China. Exactly. Yeah. The to, best Chinese. And also parts, like yeah like different people like. You know, came to America at, at different in, di- to, in different ways. You know what I mean? And True. like, I don't know. It's just yeah. there's the best Chinese food I've had is in the Pacific Northwest. Really? Yeah. Like all actually, for the most part, the best Korean food. Like the Asian, like it's very strong. The Asian influence is very. What's strong the thing like about like teriyaki or something? Yeah, it's like the best teriyaki. It's like so good. I don't like. What is so good about it? It's okay. So it's kind of like. Their teriyaki sauce has, like, this unique, like, tang to it that I noticed that, like, you just can't really get here. It's almost like, um, you know how in New Mexico they have red chili, green chili, that's, like, hatched or whatever, and it's, like, special? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. that. There's some, some, they it's have something. subtle. Yeah. You gotta know. Yeah, it's, you'll, if you, if you A-beat it, you would for sure be like, oh, yeah, this is the better teriyaki. But if it's, like, you ate teriyaki a long time ago, you know, and you just. Because when it's I was really there, good. I got teriyaki. Like, wherever I was staying, mm-hmm. I just, like, saw there was a place that had teriyaki. And I'm like, oh, I heard some shit about this, so let me try it. And yeah. I'm just like, this is just kind of like well, I went teriyaki Finn t- chicken. Finn took me somewhere. So yeah. Finn took I should have gotten a reference. Yeah, Finn took me somewhere, so he was like, uh, this is the teriyaki spot. I here. think I met up with him in Seattle and got really bad Mexican food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Instead I- of the best teriyaki that I would have had in my life. My favorite Chinese food isn't even Chinese. I recently found out, which is those fried cream cheese puffs. Oh, that's I thought you get that from the Thai place. You can get those. In, at that's most just some American, shit they made up for. Americans. Yeah, they made up that in yeah. America. All so the if I go all to the China, shit you I can't like even about. get that. Dude, no. Chinese people don't eat fucking Chinese food like yeah. the shit that we know. They just call it food. It's They're eating good. some other shit in the back, dude. Yeah. And yeah, they just call it food. They don't fuck with Chinese food. They just <laughs> call eat food. food. <laughs> Chinese food is some shit that non-Chinese people eat. That's great. This dude gave me a Chinese New Year the other day. What do you mean? Like a, a wish? Like, uh, like you know, like the little envelopes with like some money. What? Yeah. How much money did he give you? Uh, he gave you American money? American money in there. Uh... And what's it called? I was eating Chinese food. He was Chinese? I was at work. It was like a dude at my job. And he was, yeah, some Chinese Chinese guy, I think, I'm assuming, because he clearly celebrates Chinese New Year. Right. To the point of giving people little Chinese envelopes. And, uh... <laughs> I mean, you can convert to <laughs> Chinese beliefs. So, but anyway, it's just, he gave me it, and I was just like, oh, thank you so much, you know? And, uh, I was like, oh, I'm eating Chinese food <laughs> right now, because I was. And he just didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's-> <laughs> <laughs> He was probably like, you fucking prick. Yo, that's Fuck so you and your orange funny. chicken. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so fucking funny. 
And one time I was on a flight with this uh, this Indian man, and we were having this discussion for hours. And like, I was like, oh, I made a new friend. And then I just remember at one point, I was like, you know, man, I have a dog named Shiva, like your God. And then he just, end of the conversation. That was just, <laughs> we didn't speak another word after that. He just got like, super pissed off. He was like, yeah, all right, fuck sure. you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I was high on an edible. I was like, oh, this is, this is a good thing to say. This is something yeah. we can relate yeah. to each other here. Yo, I named my dog after your God. <laughs> yeah, and my mind is a sign of respect. You know? That's a the cultural difference between. Oh yeah, us. I named my dog Allah. <laughs> you want to see a you want to see a hand drawn picture of her? Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, here's a hard question: If you could be any other ethnicity, what would you be? Uh, Mexican, off top. Now that I live in LA. Uh, okay, that's a good response. Half black, half white. That's yeah. Half, oh, that's half a good black, response. Half white is they're fire, the best. Dude. They're the best at everything I know. Like, Damn, that's a good response. You know, look at oh, you're Obama, dude. You know what I mean? Yep. That's yeah. I mean, that's like the future. You know what I mean? It's just like for people to stop only fucking the people that look like them and then just make all half black, half white, half yeah. You could all people. crazy mix. You could all pretty much where we're at. It's the ultimate person. You could also you could also be uh, what's that one dude who has the song about suicide? Oh, Logic. You could also be Logic. You could be Obama or Logic. <laughs> yeah. There's two sides of the spectrum. <laughs> <Just though. slippery laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Logic is Logic is Why do people logic hate is, that guy, dude? Why do I people hate that guy? Can can someone tell me why people hate that guy? I think people think he's he's like corny and people get upset that cuz he looks white that he talks about like the mixed race struggle or whatever. That that's Which, the thing. Which if you yeah. have friends who are mixed race, you know that that is a like, It's a, it is. a thing. It's a it, thing. Like, it is absolutely and I want to get a mixed him, race person on here to talk about that. He, yeah. he like you look at him you're like i'm sure like people his whole fucking life are just like what are you dude you know yeah. what i mean like and plus he's he's like honest even if you don't like his music you have to like recognize that that dude is an elite rapper you yo know, like. because all i saw was shit about like how weak he is and this and that and then i, I like you know look him up and it's like him freestyling some crazy shit while like solving a rubik's cube yeah. in like 49 seconds <laughs> yeah. like, this is the most incredible person on earth that's not you know impressive I mean? like, to me dude like this like make this guy the president you know right. what i mean like what the fuck yeah man i don't i don't really listen to him all the time but he has a lot of songs i do think are awesome that i do actually like listen to but it's the same shit it's like ridiculous. j cole where it's yeah. like there's absolutely no reason and like lots of shit I that shit the is the funniest thing in the world to me though people hate yeah it's j. like cole. a meme yeah. you know what i mean it's a joke but it's like and then but then like there's a lot of people who probably have never listened to his songs They're, that like think he sucks ass yo but yeah. here's you know a, what i mean for no reason which yeah. is not true yeah what like, he's amazing actually one thing you gotta learn or like understand about the future is that you could put out the best project ever and you're going to have a million people hate on it just because people get off to that kind of shit yeah. in the yeah. future. Like yeah. the internet is like the place that's where you just hate. Yeah, it's that's true. It's a very like you you, you can't like that's why like people like you can't let opinions affect you, especially now because you're yeah. never going to make everyone happy. People want to hate on shit. Yeah, people look for reasons to hate on. People shit. don't really. Yeah, hate I don't. I don't understand that. People want to hate on shit that they like. Even yo, you know straight what I'm up. Saying? Like I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But you know, pe- some people are sick. It's true. I, like the comment sections in YouTube and stuff are like the worst things you can read sometimes. So oh, speaking, I love speaking of that, you uh, recently like joined a fucking you know established band. Yeah. Right. 
mm-hmm. you know, winds of plague. Uh, have you dealt with any like hater shit from fans? Like, yeah. you know, because I like, I mean, I I listened to the last album that came out like you know last year or whatever yeah the new the new one that this was the first one I right did. the first one that you worked on i listened to that it was hard as fuck like but i like i i wasn't following the the last few but from what i understand was there like a little bit of a sound shift yeah, on this yeah one? there was right yeah so like what's yeah. that experience so been that's like? been uh it's been really cool well i've been in the band now like for about three and a half years for like kind of i'm more recently is when we I've been t- actively touring with like the last few years, you know. But, but right. before that, like the writing process had already started, and the whole like you're gonna be the guitarist thing had already happened, in like the hiatus period they had there. So, yeah, it was just basically I'm not gonna write decimate the week part two because I will fail miserably at that, you know. If yeah. I try and write the band's first record again or between me and the rest of the band, like, the rest of the band and, like, our producers who help, who have a hand in the writing, like, that's just not going to work, you know what I mean? So, because yeah. um, I'm not the dudes who wrote that, and those yeah. dudes who wrote that are uniquely good at that. So, with the new one, honestly, yeah, there's been, there's been some hate, but for the most part, it's been positive, like, which I was surprised at, because... We didn't like metal fans. Like, yeah, even yeah. metal. Well, also we we've been we did a couple like metal metal tours, you know, with like Devil Driver and shit. And I like playing to those fans sometimes because there isn't this perception of uh, genre division quite yeah, in the same yeah. way. Like it's just kind of a they don't care so much that like we're a deathcore band. They just want to hear rock. Yeah, they just want to <laughs> hear heavy grooving riffs that yep. they can drink beer and fucking push pit too you know which is tight you know i'm definitely more like a, a nerd with this type of music as you me and you go on crazy yeah. things all the time about but um yeah the sound shift was just kind of like i let's make some like groovier bigger choruses like you know um tune lower do that kind of stuff less less um add some more blackened elements in there you know just basically do what this type of the like what this era of the band is good at i mean and, yeah it's it's interesting because I feel like it went super, almost more metal. Like the, like there's like yeah black metal inspiration there, and then there's also just like straight new metal grooves. Yeah, to Which, where it's like there's something for everyone. It's really cool music. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. we have like a new keyboard player too, who's a great singer. So there's like some clean female. Yeah, I mean there's clean there. vocals, oh, cool. harsh vocals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Symphonic shit breakdowns like blast beats whatever the fuck you need is yeah. on there so it's, that was it's, the goal it's you cool know? shit dude we wanted to be like a wider ranged band too so the goal was kind of and also we wrote one of the like the band like wrote one of the heaviest songs we'd ever done on that album where it's just like a straight like mosh like pit song and like drop a flat you know yeah. so it it was kind of the, the the idea or at least in my head like what I want to do is, like, widen the spectrum of the band and, like, constantly write stuff that's heavier than what we've ever, like, the band's ever had before and write stuff that's softer, too, because the girl can, like, our keyboard player, Adrian, is an insanely good singer. So, like, we would be stupid not to take advantage of that, you know, just from, like, a musical perspective. She's so good that it's, like, why not? And, um, yeah, it was just the sonic shift... Which I don't even really think is that dramatic, really. Uh, our producers help it's a not, lot. But yeah, like I said, metal fans, you <laughs> do one thing. It's like, oh, clean vocals. Oh, yeah. there's a fucking girl. Oh, yeah. you know, like, there's a lot of ch- like chanty vocals is what we kind of wanted. 
yeah. with um, some of the newer choruses and stuff was to do these like the scream sing kind of thing or more like chant in pitch type deal you know and that's what a lot of the choruses kind of end up being and our producers uh noah and jolly who play in the band bad omens who are also really good engineers um you know they they had that was kind of like an idea of theirs and we just we did it and we thought it was sick so we just ran with it and there's some things on the album too that you know in hindsight now we listen to we're gonna try and uh you know shift a little in the next album but Honestly, for the most part, I see a lot of people say that it's the best thing they've heard since Decimate the Week. And that's not even, like, because I'm in it or whatever. It's just from the comments, a lot of people seem to really like it. More positive than negative by a long shot. So I'm stoked about that. Like, I was much more nervous. I honestly was really nervous at first because I love Winds of Plague, like, prior to me being in the band, you know. Have you seen your demographic of fans grow since the new projects come out? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, have you seen it work, like, your idea of widening mm-hmm. the, the music, widening the audience? Yeah, for sure. Because we just did a um, a tour with Suicide Silence and, like, Upon a Burning Body uh, for Suicide Silence 10-year um, cleansing. I mean, and the music is big, dude. When I was listening to the album, I'm like, this is, like, you know not fest right here you know what i'm saying like this is big (laughs) festival music i like i i like fast shit because but as i get older i'm more into groove you know i would rather hear i've i've like embraced that more and more that i would rather hear like a sick like hate grooving hate breed riff than like just a really fast like death metal like song where it's just blasting the whole time which that's cool too like there's i'm cool with that but as far as what i want to play like it's more i take i'm just taking more influence from shit like hate breed and like hardcore too obviously like there's a lot like code orange influence there's uh there's tons of just different influences i'm just trying to take from different like pots and everyone in the band has we have an interesting dynamic in the band where uh our keyboard player is like very metal you know she's uh really into like symphonic metal and like into power metal and like really into black metal and all this stuff like that. So we can incorporate that more. Our singer uh, just kind of like helps like steer the creative ship in terms of like, he's like, I want more of this, more of this, more. And you know, we kind of, everyone goes off and kind of tries to do it and send back what we do. And yeah, I think it's cool. Like it's, it's a collaborative uh, effort, which I like because before with uh, Goliath, you know, a lot more of that is a, like kind of me that's one thing i was going to ask you is like if you don't mind me asking what kind of because i know you are heavily involved you're not just like playing guitar so like what kind of percentage of the songwriting would you say you were handling on the album i wrote uh, a good amount of the i wrote some breakdowns and a couple cool like riffs and had some like a lot of ideas uh but honestly the dudes who we worked with helped write a lot too which was uh Noah and Jolly, they helped a lot with vocals. Like, they had a lot of really cool vocal ideas. Um, and then Art Art is really good at uh, coming up with riffs via rhythm, you know? Like, he yeah. comes up with drum ideas, and then we, like, come up with riffs to, like, his drum ideas, right. which I find to be pretty awesome to do. Yeah, I mean, you a drummer could just come up with a little drum riff, and that's the whole, that's the breakdown right yep. there. You just play yep. the fucking... Open zero and one on whatever yeah. he's hitting on the kick drum and shit yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, we try, because uh, a lot of the old stuff is super technical, like, musically, which is sick, too. Uh, but this time around, it was just kind of more, 
it was just like let's just write what we want to write you know and fuck it if it because initially the band was going to break up like initially it wasn't going to be wins of plague and me john and art were starting uh going to be a new band where we were going to really go in like a more industrial like hardcore mix like direction right uh but it, since, like, more people from the band wanted to join, it was just like, oh, we have, like, more than half of Winds of Plague. We might as well just be Winds of Plague and just, like... I mean, all, you, all you really need is one member yeah. at the end of the day. It's true. How many one-man black metal bands are there? Are there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, that's been... It's been cool. I, like... I'm going to probably start writing for the, the new stuff here soon, too. I'm going to try and get the ball rolling because I don't want to get, like, pressured at the end. Uh, but yeah, man. So far, like people seem to like it. You know, at those, the new songs were some of the songs that went the hardest on that tour. So that was really refreshing. People knew the words. You know, people went crazy for the all the parts. You know, you write for them to go crazy for. People yeah. love our love the singing. Like I've heard, I've heard more positive about it. Which was one thing we were nervous about because there's you know being a heavy band or whatever. Yeah. There's the whole clean people singing thing. a lot of time. Yeah, they they freak out when they hear singing. <laughs> yeah. But I think because it is a fe- it's music. a female, you know that change. I think that actually has made people more open minded to it. Yeah, because it's uh, a little more in the the spirit of like Cradle. You know how Cradle kind of did that where they incorporated uh, female clean vocals. Definitely. Like if it was John singing all like epic and. You know that would be. I can see that being a little silly, but uh, but since it's Adrian, I think it gives us more freedom to like experiment. You know. Do you remember the song or band that made you want to play guitar? Yes, Metallica, uh, Master of Puppets. Sick for sure. Man, yeah. That, what 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 was it? Like, what did, what did you think? I just remember being and uh, well, my dad's like a blues guitar player, so I grew up. Um, with guitars around me my whole life and he played in bands forever and he just had the master of puppets uh cd and when i was like a little kid maybe like seven or eight or whatever i remember just hearing that song and just being like i'd never heard i'd heard black sabbath and i'd heard uh led zeppelin you know i've heard some of that stuff but that was just the heaviest thing i'd heard at the time when i was a kid i think like before i heard corn and slipknot and just that song particularly was like, I want to learn to play guitar to learn to play this song. Sick. I remember, yeah. like, I even asked him, I was like, hey, if I learn to play guitar, <clears throat> is this song hard to play? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> like, sounds, it sounds very hard. Do you remember the first time you were able to play it? Yeah, I was like probably 15 or so. I was able to, like, get through a good chunk of it. I can still play some of it, but I need this one of those things I got to revisit. Yeah. And, uh, just actually, now that you brought it up, now I, I, I want to re- relearn the rest of it because... Yeah, it's been a while since I played that song. That's funny. But yeah, that that song for sure. Also, because it was dynamic, like it went from this like heavy, like thrash riff to this like super epic like clean part and this like solo that's just like soaring. Yeah, and, if you, you know, can play that, you're a master of the guitar. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a one of those albums. If you're, you're like, oh, I want to be in a metal band. I want to learn to play metal. It's like, well, if you learn to play like a lot of stuff off Metallica's like Master of Puppets album. You know, you have a pretty strong like foundation and like what good riffs are and like what good transitions are into like yeah. you, you know what I mean. It's it's kind of like a perfect that or like the first Sabbath album or something like that. I remember my uncle had this story of when he like got guitar lessons and he I think he wanted to play the one solo, like day one. You know what I mean? He <laughs> yeah. was like, "All right, can you teach me how to do this?" And the yeah. guy was like, uh, "Like I'm gonna teach you what like a." 
a fret is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, All right, this isn't for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, how long is this going to yeah. take? Damn. That was me with karate. They were like, all right, we're going to do some, like, exercise. And I was like, this sucks. Yep. I, I thought we were going to fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sticks. It's a long road. Yeah. Yeah, when I... My my stepdad is just a rocker, you know, like an 80s rocker, burnout kind of dude. And he'd always be like, play metal and, you know, rock when I was a kid. Like, took me to Ozzy when I was Alice in Chains and I was like six, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, kind of shit. And when I was, when I heard uh, Iron Maiden, Children of the Damned, I was like, I want to play the drums. Like, it was just yeah. like the... My first shit was off The beat yeah, and like just everything. And then when I heard Judas Priest, and I was just like, I really want to play the drums. Like, just, that just blew my mind away. Right. But I specifically remember like Children of the Dam just being the song where it's just yeah. like, that beat is just like, I don't know, it's just crazy to me. And I was just like, this is fucking cool. Like, music is badass. Yeah. But... Yeah. I remember I mean, when I first actually started learning to like play guitar and realized how hard... All that shit was. It was actually like the Ramones that made me be like, "Oh, I could like play in a band." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what yeah. I was just gonna say. Like my <clears throat> influence to like actually be a musician was more punk because like metal. I never heard metal and was like, "I can do that" because mm-hmm. it's too good. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I heard like Brain Stew and like picked up my friend's guitar yeah. and I was like, "Ban it!" That was the first song I ever learned. Ban it! That was the first song I ever learned to play. That was the first song I ever learned to play on guitar. That was one thousand percent the first song I ever learned to play on the drums. Ban it! Yep. Ban and then and then you get ban 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 ban. I played a lot of ACDC as a kid. Anything you do one string, ban 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 ban. It's yep. almost more a vocal melody than like a guitar riff. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, man, I, that was a great time when you first like pick up an instrument. Yeah, yeah. Man. <sighs> Discovering music for the first time, like I was discovering music and realizing that music is cool. Is yeah. such a great. Thing. I remember re- like discovering different music because for the longest time it was just classic rock. I remember hearing punk for the first time. I was like, this is crazy yeah me too man. it was just my mind was blown and it wasn't even like it was like the most generic shit it was like the ramones or the clash or mm-hmm. like shit that i fuck with but just you know like not what i fuck with nowadays well i'm the ramones forever but like, yeah i was really it was just lucky like, dude like yeah, it was crazy i was i mean yeah i was raised around really cool music yeah i feel that way my too. dad was like a very <laughs> early like hip-hop guy and my mom was like a, a, like a punk person, like you know. So yeah. like all their albums were cool as fuck. That's awesome. You know, so that yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. My dad showed me a lot, a lot of shit at an age when I was like the only kid around who knew about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like <clears> yeah, cool. I was always yeah. My uncle, I had like my uncle's ten years older than me. It was like a big bro showing me metal and shit and all that. And yeah, I had a lot of just cool influence to where I yeah I was always a kid coming to school like yo. Mm-hmm. You know Blink One Eighty Two. Check this shit out. You know? <laughs> I remember the first time I decided I was gonna do Liberty Spikes was like fifth grade or something like that, and I went to school with Liberty Spikes, and everyone was just like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, yeah, dude. my teacher like panicked and like called my parents, and it was funny. That's so funny. But uh, what was the first? What was the first on the other side? What was the first like uh, hip hop record or like producer you found out that made you want to like make beats? Uh, I mean, just off top, like when I first started, I remember really wanting to be able to make beats that sound like Lil John. 
and like Scott Storch. You know, like right. all that like really clean radio shit. Damn, at the R.I.P. Time. Scott Storch. What? Yeah. I'm just talking about like morally. No, he's fine, dude. Is he? Dude, you gotta check him out. He's did he make great. a comeback? Such a comeback. Damn, my bad. Yo, he Scott. like he like fucks with burner now and shit, and he like has. I thought he's like whole life just fell he, apart. He's like in the weed world, I think, and then also he's killing it as a producer. Dang, he gave up cocaine then. He gave up cocaine. He's oh, doing okay. great. He's he doing a family. Well, shit, my bad. Yeah. I thought he was just still still. <laughs> no, rock he's doing bottom. great. No, Scott Storch is fine. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I wanted to like be able to do shit like that, and then also yeah, just like all the raw like you know. Jay Dilla, fucking, you know, mm-hmm. Rizza. You're from New York, Premier, too, so. All that shit, all the shit that I like. Everything, man. And then yeah. if you, you know, look at what I ended up doing, <clears throat> I make fucking everything, so. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think mine was probably Babu. That was like... Well, wait, the guy from... Uh, well, I first wanted to scratch. That was like DJ Babu from like, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, he was in... Uh, what was that group? Uh, he was in Jurassic... Oh, Gangstar, right? Wait, huh? No, no, sorry. Uh, not Jurassic Five. No, uh, dilated people. Dilated peoples. Thank you. Yeah, well, worst comes to worst. Yeah, that song. That song was the one that, that was... made me want to do it. Cause I remember I heard that song. Well, I remember Ludacris had the same beat, like same song. The sample. Yeah, it's like a sample. I remember. Same sample. I remember finding that sample. And I remember that was the too. first time I discovered like that sampling was a thing you know that like people take the same samples <laughs> yeah. and made beats out of like, yeah like, yeah because i was like wait this is already someone's you know and then they're like no no and then i just thought that uh their version was like a lot better and once i found out yeah how to sample and that just became such an addiction of trying to find new records mm-hmm. and just that shit that shit is probably the best thing that ever happened musically like sampling because i learned about jazz music yeah. soul music funk music yeah. crazy ass experimental electronic yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean all you this shit to. that i would know nothing about that i just know all this shit just from trying to sample it did it mm-hmm. you feel like it made you respect music more that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah like i yeah i appreciate everything now you know I'm, yeah definitely i think I, it's it's definitely uh really good for that in terms of like widening your spectrum because you gotta look yeah. people gotta who are mad at shit. sampling are wrong when uh my stepdad had always played, um, like, you know, like I'd always, I'd always uh, heard stand-up from my, like, stepdad had records, like prior records and Cheech and Chong records Oh yeah. when I was a kid. So I always knew what stand-up was, but I'd never seen it before. And then when I was like, I don't know how old I was, nine or 10, maybe a little earlier, John Leguizamo had this special on HBO called... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called now, but uh, it was like a one man show where he like told his whole life. But it was like it was like stand up, but a one man show thing. And I remember seeing that in my mind as being completely blown away. I was like, whoa, because it was all really dark stories of like yeah. child abuse, like just like crazy dark shit or like really relatable shit. And I was just like, man, this I didn't understand that you could make that kind of stuff funny. Right. And like my whole perception of life and comedy completely changed at that moment, and I was like, <laughs> "That is what I want to do." That's dope. Like, and I like till this day, like I rewatched it a few months ago, and I was like, "This is still fucking, it's timeless." Like yeah. shit like that is like, Definitely. you can't ever. It doesn't age. Like it's yeah. just it's funny forever. Like it's crazy. That's the best comedy, dude. Yeah. Like when you watch some shit from twenty years ago, and you're like, "This is a hundred percent relatable." Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's like timeless. Yeah. Well, you're like watching prior, and you're like, "This was talking about police brutality 
in the fucking 70s. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's like still relevant. Uh, yo, that's how I feel about, like, yeah, so much of all this shit that everyone is, like, finally, like, talking about. You know, it's I'm been like, a thing for so long. I'm like, yo, I was yelling about police brutality when I was, like, 13 before I even knew what yeah. the fuck it was because, like, every wearing, single song was about it that I listened yeah. to. I was wearing you know anti, saying? like, Nazi patches. Exactly. Like, all little, that shit. Yeah, before, <laughs> before it was even, like, relevant, we were really on that shit. Dude. Yeah, because it was, like, if you got into punk culture, like, one of the parts of getting into punk culture is learning about, like, the crazy right wing like fascist element of it and how like that like basically people fought them out of the scene you know and it's I always thought that was a cool thing one of the funny things too with the producing thing was actually you were actually one of the people who actually made me want to start making beats because I was like oh this dude's like you and like Cameron and like Jay Graham and shit because it was like oh these dudes like are metal dudes and like punk kids like they like that shit too but they also like make beats I was like I should be able to do that too yeah I you mean know? it's 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 definitely good to just be able to make music by yourself. That's why yeah. I started doing That's it. why I like it so much, too. That's why I started. It, it's interesting because I was thinking about this recently, how, you know, punk and hip... I've always thought punk and hip-hop was the same because I grew... Like, I've always yeah. just grew up listening to both. They like, all music. Cause they like, are. I grew, up in, the I grew up in the hood, so to me, it's like, y'all grew up <laughs> listening to hip-hop, and then I love punk. And so, it, to me, it's like, it's interesting because I feel like... They started off at complete opposite spectrums, where it's like, but they started hip-hop. in the same place. Well, well, like yeah, five but block radius well, well, started well, in literally in the same place. Yeah, you but know what I mean, saying? but like but they were playing the same shows. Just yeah, like yeah, but but now, I mean, so. but you you're, you didn't like you're missing my interpretation. My like, bad, my bad. No, it's bad. all good. Like what I mean is like, okay, hip hop took off and be, became this huge thing where it made all this money. It became extremely mainstream instantly. Yeah. Where yeah. and punk stayed really really low key, and now hip hop is going to where like it's super underground now where you have all the soundcloud rappers coming up and grinding and now we're and now where punk is becoming more mainstream where they're like taking it from like well they've always taken from fashion and shit but now yeah. it's becoming like more of a of a mainstream thing so it's interesting how because it's almost to me i saw it as almost like a, a flip of things where like they started off at the same place yeah at the same yeah. time but i mean like one exploded and one stayed underground and we're now one hip-hop is still the main thing but it's like more underground roots are con- like you could be an underground artist that actually comes up and makes money now. No, yeah, for f- sure. from from both cultures where before you couldn't really you couldn't really the, do that. Yeah, I think the cult I think the cultures are merging, and I feel like that's a like a big reason why people like me are even able to have a career at all producing because I was of that. Ask like you about shit like that. I really I really like that. Ever since I saw ever, like Bones was kind of honestly the one where I was like, oh shit, like. Obviously, I knew about, like, Space Ghost and, like, 3-6 and all that, like, darker side of hip-hop, you know, um, and the horrorcore stuff or whatever. But when I saw the, like, early, like, Etherwolf stuff or, like, Bones, like, the Raider Clan shit, I was like, oh, these are, like, metal and punk kids, like, making hip-hop. And if this is the direction, like, the genre is going in, which it's just been spearhead, like, in that direction more so, uh, then it's... It's like back to the way it was, you know. It's I feel like it's a natural progression. Yeah, because like you were saying, it started in the same place by just uh, kids within the same block of each other having to play the same shows. Not even because they wanted to, but because they like have to play the same venues because they're the only yeah. venues to play. And uh, I think with the fashion thing now too, I think a lot of that is the like kind of the way the mid two thousands was the baggy shit, and, like you know the Thames, the G Unit, all that. I think, but like parallel to that, like emo and. Uh, like punk that was there was probably the biggest point of the genre I got a question you know what I mean so yeah because (laughs) you've been working I've been out of touch I'm not really 
working with any of these new kids or nothing for for a while now. But like you've been kind of working with a lot of these kind of like SoundCloud generation or whatever. Yeah. So all these people nowadays they wear fucking you know Exodus shirts and all that shit. Yeah. So I'm curious if you've had any conversations in the studio oh, with yes. people on like what like bands maybe people actually ha- do fuck with yep. or like which rappers are really metalheads and yeah. shit like that. I have. I absolutely so break have. It down, break it down. Break I, it down. Oh, okay. So <laughs> what, I know I, I knew you have. I absolutely of course I have. <laughs> of like I can't just like if someone comes in the studio and they're wearing a band shirt I like I can't just like gotta, not say something you about gotta it. You got to check know? them on. I'm it. like obligated to. Uh yeah, there's actually one thing I've noticed is a lot of kind of the way I've been seeing this new generation uh come up is it's similar to new metal, but reversed. Instead of metal bands being influenced by hip hop and implementing like hip hop elements into their music, it's like rappers and producers being influenced by like metal and punk music and implementing elements of that into their music. Where it's still hip hop, but it's um, it's like a tinge of metal. So basically, I've been seeing people like one of like my homie Lil Xan, you know, who started rapping at our studio like two years ago, and now is fucking huge. His dad was a hardcore kid in the 80s. Uh, okay. Like, a legitimate hardcore kid in the 80s. Like, saw the first, like, Misfits show in L.A., like, that kind of shit. I feel like when I first saw him, I saw him wearing, like, it was, like, some kind of hardcore it's Like, merch. Sworn In or something like that. Something like yeah. that to where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he know- no, he knows. He, he knows for sure. But I'm not going to s- pretend like this is, like, everyone in this, like, influx of metalheads have completely taken over hip-hop. The fashion-wise, for sure. And every like pretty much everyone knows at least like your corns and your slipknots and all that stuff. So it's at least on a basic level like genuine, but it doesn't go a whole lot deeper. I think it's about age to where just like a lot of like these younger kids grew up with the internet to where you just know about everything. Yeah, I think so too. And I think too a lot of it is the uh, the emo thing is as prev like in my in my opinion I think like the. It's fun. This this is le- like people use this term legitimately, so I, I'm taking it as it's going to be considered a legitimate genre. But like the trap metal thing and the like emo rap thing are probably going to be like the 2020s of like hip hop. Oh, one thousand percent. Those are both like because right now, like my roommate works with some of these artists that are in that genre, and these yeah. people are in the you know they're talking to like gigantic fashion companies that just want to give them clothes they're talking yeah. to labels that just want you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like major labels are looking at this these genres because they understand that yeah. that okay this is the future <laughs> yeah, like it's, they, it, it's not it's like it, they that's like shit they miss too they completely yeah. miss missed seeing that as a as a lane because these are so like people with old concepts of thinking where they don't understand that Nowadays, kids do listen to everything. Kids yeah. just want to have fucking fun. They want to have yeah. artists that represent. Yo, they do Especially fuck with everything. Artist. Yeah, exactly. It's funny though, cause like even this whole wave, it really <laughs> is like mostly fashion. Yeah, it's the music is is, the is basically exactly the same. Yeah. Like they still sound like Chief Keef, like yeah. with like maybe more depressing lyrics. Yeah, you know, do you know, you get what no, I'm saying? I totally but get what like, you're saying. it's like, but wave. now, yeah, it's like the second wave of like when punk first was a thing. And you know what I mean? And instantly that was a fashion thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So fashion has as much to do with it, like 
as anything because obviously like both cultures fashion is part of music you know it's a hundred percent yeah you well, can't i'm not saying it as a bad thing like no, you it's can't a good fight thing. That. i think it's yeah. a good thing like it, it makes it it's more a culture fun. shift it's an overall you know yeah. i mean let kids have fun yeah man. people and, like, like well, it goes right back to the thing like if you can't just understand that yo these are just kids trying to have fun that you're a fucking hater yeah like straight up dude like, like it's just kids having fun like it like it, it's a a lot of people that hold on to these old ideas is because like we're used to the way we thought as a kid where yeah. we had to think this way and things had to be this you had you, you could only change. be one thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like nah man yeah this is the future now kids yeah. just want to fucking party listen to music and, that's fucking but cool. like I'll, you there's there's room for everything yeah you know what i mean like everything that i've ever liked in a way basically is like still you can still find yeah, it absolutely I think everything, too, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think too. A lot of what you're seeing is um, genres re- like rebel against themselves often, and I what's happening in hip hop right now. Well, like obviously that like some of the people I produce for like the Team Sesh group, like you know Chris, uh, Eddie, Bones, and like Xavier and all them. They're like as, they're very legitimate about it. You know, like Bones. Like one of the reasons I feel like he even got on some of my beats is because of. I mean, I think he likes the beats, but I think also he likes the wins a plague element too. You know, he likes the being a dude in a band who also works over. Yeah. And uh, same with like, I have a song with Ski Mask coming out that's like a metal song, like straight up, like guitar riff, double kick, like that kind of shit. And he's rapping like Busta Rhymes over it. So I think genres are just kind of getting like melded together again. And I think too, what you're seeing is uh, a lot of like the more melodic dudes, like what little like Lil Xan, for example, and or like you know what Lil Peep was, and you're seeing, or even Uzi, you're seeing like the melodic side of hip hop come out more, and their influence melodically seems to be coming more from like emo than it does, uh, and um, like R and B. You know what I mean? Like Lil Uzi sings more like he's trying to sing like Haley Williams than he yeah. does like R Kelly. You 100%, know what I, you yeah, know what I mean? So definitely. I think that's part of the crossover too. And plus, uh, my, my like, man, uh, the dude who, like, manages me for my production stuff, uh, DJ Fu from uh, Ear Drummers and uh, Stat Quo, uh, you know, um, the old rapper, he manages Lil Xan and shit and works for, like, fake work management. And that's, it's, like, a very conscious decision to push, like, his, like, Xanarchy movement in that direction because kids like the edge and stuff of it, but they, it's just, like, a modern twist on it. You know, yeah. it, it's, like, clean guitar, it's, like, Brand new, like, guitars with, uh, like, that sense of melody with Metro Boomin influence, like, drums and 808s. It's, like, it's literally, like, a genre blend. And not everyone, obviously, is sitting there listening to My Chemical Romance and shit like that. Obviously, the influence is too, like, trickling down from, like, one rapper's really into it, and then he gets yeah. big, and then the, the other rappers are influenced by that rapper, you know, like... It's not all just like this pure thing, but it's yeah, I knew that. Be. I was just curious if you're if, if like maybe you're like, oh yeah, fucking so and so really loves like, uh, you know, yeah, fucking dissection. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I meet a lot of those, like, like the dude Omen 13 who I produced for. I mean, he's not super mainstream, but you know, he was, I met him from he was played guitar in a deathcore band who used to open nice. for Goliath, and uh. I mean, I meet some too, you know, I know there's some dudes who like come wearing a shirt, they don't know the band or anything, they're just wearing it because it's like a fashion statement, it's kind of yeah. edgy, and it's just what it's what's in, but I'm not going to be the dude in a metal band being like, you can't wear metal shirts, I'm, no, I, I think it's so funny when people shit, care about know? that, exactly, it's <laughs> like, yeah, people are buying your favorite band's merch, shut the fuck yeah, up, exactly, <laughs> you know, like, think what? about it from our perspective for a minute, like, 
the that's more like the only way they can make money is if like yep. people who don't listen to them buy their shit. Yeah, like Forever Twenty One or whatever the fuck. The more li- li- like Lil Xan <laughs> posted a picture in a Windsor Play hoodie, and the merch sales literally went up from it. It's like yeah, like where I like where our shit. Like it's that's awesome. Free promotion. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to like our band or yeah. whatever. You can it, like our logo and just wear it. Like if you get upset about shit like that, you're a loser, dude. Yeah. Like you're. Well, yeah, that you're. Duh, they, like, there's a lot of fucking losers and, who get mad about yeah, yeah fucked but it's, up shit. All it's like, what that's what I'm saying. Exactly. In the culture. Like, what have you brought to metal to the table that gives you the right to have an opinion on this kind of shit? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like. You haven't done shit other than just listen to a Venom record over and over, you know? Like, yeah, if you that's get, not shit. If you got time to get upset about kind of, that kind of shit, you're a loser, dude. Like, really? you shouldn't care what other people wear. Yeah. Fuck it. And you're no longer the weirdo. Like, you're no longer the weirdos. You're Now people see you as, like, fashionable and cool. Like, we're, uh, I mean, we're at least, like, the that's same a, age that, group. Yeah, like, that's a years, good perception. Yeah, 10 years ago in high school, remember dressing like a punk kid and, like, everyone would be thinking you were, like, a freak weirdo? Like, that's not a thing anymore. Well, it was just like a it was just like a genre of person you you could choose to be. Yeah. And then you could only really associate with other ones. Yeah. True. You had to either it's be click, like yeah. yeah, you had to either be like like a skater slash rocker. Yeah. Or <laughs> you were like, you know, a cool guy like jock type of person. Or what other genres there was like there was like theater nerd, person, yeah. the per- the people who like did the play. Mm-hmm. They were like, they would only t- fuck with each other. True, yeah. I, and yo, low key, those were like, they're considered like, like the weirdo people. But yo, those people who do the play, they were like, they fucked, dude. Yeah, for sure they did. They were like the first people who all fucked. Yep. And sucked each other. And they all recognized that they were probably going to be the famous ones in the school. I swear For to God, sure. you think I'm, I'm joking, but You're it's, not, it's no, a fact. It's real. That's real as fuck. All, yeah. You can almost assume that more likely the people in theater are going to be the most famous people in your class than like any of the jocks or anything. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, if any of them actually made anything of themselves, but they all fucked in high yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that for sure. Is there anything uh, that you want to break down while you're while you're here that you think uh, people that are listening should know about? Anything you, you got like you know coming out or. Uh, or I mean, you know, yeah, uh, blast your social media and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. My Instagram and Twitter and like everything is just uh, at more goth beats. M O R G O T H B E A T Z. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going on tour uh, in April with uh, Carnifex and Oceano. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I'm stoked. So, is this your first tour with them? Or no, you've no, been this touring is, with I've, them? I've been I've toured a bunch with them now at this point. Uh, I kind of want to before we before we uh, stop this thing. I kind of want to maybe get into some fucked up tour stories. Oh yeah, th- definitely. We can't we can't let you go without getting some fucked up metal tour stories. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple good ones. Um, yeah, so one I have that's actually not mine, but it's so <laughs> <laughs> a little. Bro, I had never thought of it that way, which is crazy that you brought it up. Because now that made me be like, "Oh shit, that is kind of fucked up." Huh? Yeah, that's... that wasn't the craziest part of the story. The media was the, it was the whole like well, it her got, hiding the it money. It got crazier, yeah. kind of. But that angle, the way it started, is yep. a, little, a little crazy. Um, I got a good one. So a little bit. So my uh my singer uh my band uh, Johnny Plague he. 
also does like haunt, haunted houses. Uh, he run he designs most of the mazes for not scary farms haunted houses. So he comes cool up with the story. concepts and like Badass. like yeah lays the drafts out for the all those haunted mazes. So he's super into that like Where you culture. Get that job. Right? Yeah. He well he started just like being a monster on weekends and shit since he was like a <laughs> you know, and then ro- rose through the ranks. Look, you really know how to scare people. We've yeah. been watching you for years. Kids <laughs> are terrified of you. No, I mean that makes sense. It's probably like on some like carny shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like So when we tour, uh we get to go to all these like insane haunted houses all throughout the country because he uh gets backstage like access to him and it's one of those things where he's like, Oh yeah, show me your haunt. You know, I'll show you ours and stuff. So on this last... <laughs> show me mine, yeah, show I'll, me show mine. I'll show you yours. <laughs> type, type shit, you know? And um, so this last tour we were on, we went to this haunted maze that's like in the middle of nowhere in Texas, uh, like down this long dirt field and all these like abandoned barns. It's like con- like converted to a haunted uh, attraction. And it's part of it's like part of the barns like burned down. It's definitely not like fire code safety, like approved and shit you know it's super sketchy and we were going through this one and i was like high as shit i had eaten an edible and i'm going through this sketchy thing (laughs) that's that's the most reminiscent thing of texas chainsaw i've ever been to in my life like i was like damn this is in texas these dudes are like soup they were super like country like Texas is terrifying. Jackass, like, you know? Yeah. Almost, like, n- not super white trashy in, like, the racist-y white trashy way, but white trashy in the, like, I'm going to jump off the top of this barn because I don't get into, through a table type shit. You know, like, those kind of guys. <laughs> like, running this, 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 running this thing. So we're going through, checking this whole thing out. You know the kind. You know, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, um... Yeah, they're talking about how, like, some people, like, have killed themselves. Like, people who worked there and stuff had hung that, like, hung themselves and, like, blew their brains out. Like, in this one maze specifically. And one of the guys is like, yeah, you know, like, I, I'm the only one who doesn't have a sense of smell. So I had to clean up all the, all the brains and shit. Oh, and, my God. And they're telling, they're, they're telling the story. They're like, yeah, like, our friend Sketchy Dan found them. <laughs> like, just, and just kept it moving. Just like, this dude's nickname is Sketchy Dan. Like, just drop of a hat like just like yeah you know sketchy dan founder and they're just like who's sketchy dan he's like oh you know he runs haunt tracks it's a whole subculture but those people have to be fucked up yo those yeah those what do you think it takes for for fucking sketchy dan to come right you know what i mean monsters (laughs) so i'm going through this whole i don't even want to yeah i'm going through this whole (laughs) maze in the middle of texas in the middle of nowhere and um there's this one thing where they have this tunnel through this graveyard that goes into this house and we like are checking that out and uh, supposedly this place is like haunted too they have this old gallows there that's been there for like a long time and apparently a lot of people have actually been hung from there i think it was on uh like one of those like mo- like ghost hunter shows Whoa. and stuff you know and i've been to a few of those kind of things now like the haunts kind of blend together but i went to this well that's more- fucking that that's actually pretty cool yeah like, I've been to this other one, too, it's, uh, the Eastern State Penitentiary in uh, Philly, where um, half of it is converted into, like, this haunt maze. Whoa, and we that's don't, crazy. We don't get, like, I don't go through these haunts, like, the way you usually do, where you actually experience the thing. We go through, and they explain every little, uh, like, detail to us about how it how it's made, because... I ju- think I'd prefer that, dude. I don't like being scared. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's it definitely gives me an appreciation for how much work goes into this shit and how much creativity it is, because they make, like... 
they make shit out of nothing. You know, they make like vines out of like weird like pool cue tape, like those little foam things and stuff, <coughs> like all kinds of creative shit. But yeah, yeah, I went to this Eastern State Penitentiary. This actually, this is probably the best one. So I went to this East uh, Eastern State Penitentiary thing on the Devil Driver tour. Um, and we're going through it, and this place is supposedly one of the most haunted places in the country. Like, half the prison's abandoned. It's, like, falling apart. That's so badass. Yeah, it was crazy. And so we're going through the haunt. They're showing us the haunt. It was super sick. They had, like, some stuff that was really, like, trippy, and, like, you, like, go through these uh, Rob Zombie-like looking, like, paint on, neon paint on the walls, you know. Uh, it's really cool. But after the haunt and after our show, they invited us to come back for this, like, um, party they had. And... During the party, it was like there was a dance, and it was in the prison. Like it was the it was a party in the prison. They're playing like you know industrially goth music, and all these like super crazy looking people are there, and they're all dancing. We're having fun. Then they stop like the party in the middle of the, like in the middle of uh, the night, and turns they stand. It turns into a whole like, <laughs> I thought it was gonna go that way. It turns into like this whole little like coven like thing, and they all stand around. And this girl stands up in the middle and starts giving this like satanic prayer type deal. And everyone's, like, cheering, and, like, it's super hyped. And they're, like, they bring us out, like, when's a plague? You know, we need to give them, like, good wishes. Like, like Satan brings us good wishes. You know, like, <laughs> it, was, like it was super crazy. And, yeah, they did this, like, satanic prayer thing for us. And it, it, it turned out to be, like, this little, like, haunt, like, occult-type deal they had going on there. It was a lot of theater and a lot of fun because obviously those people are like actors because you yeah, know, like yeah, most yeah. of the people who do that stuff are like inspiring actors. And well, you opened there. up your soul to demonic possession and you're going to hell now. I, it's fucked up, you, but it's true. Yeah, you know, but a lot of things have been going well, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> but, the exchange. Uh, I mean, but that's what you got to do if you're going to really be metal. Yep. Yeah. You gotta sell your soul. That's yeah, the trick, you kids. Yeah, satanic but, spells. Yeah, they did that, and then they we went through that uh, the prison at night, like, and no lights or anything like that going into these cells. Like, we had to sit in like some of the cells that were like the most haunted in the country. Some of the fuck. people with us were like freaking the fuck out. We were that all super badass. drunk. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Like, that was probably one of the most funs I had because it was just took a left turn out of nowhere and we were like oh shit like these guys are really like about this shit or they're just being like really really theatrical and like fucking with us i don't like scary shit dude <laughs> no that was fun i like to laugh not be scared i liked a bit of both if you can scare but i have the point now too if you can scare me it's like exciting like i don't get i don't fuck with haunted houses and shit <laughs> I, don't like that. I don't even so go in dude like, nothing it's happened in the prison, you know? It was I've one been of in one before, and some of the people, they jump out at you and shit. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. I don't want to put myself in that situation. <laughs> like, I'm going to get an anxiety attack. Yeah, bro. <laughs> some people love that, though, man. <clears throat> Pay for it. Yep, they do. I, I draw a line of roller coasters. I do roller coasters now. I like Six Flags and all that. Like I emotional roller coasters. I, I experience them. I don't enjoy those. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite kind. Yeah, I like steady. Yeah, I like you, to keep my emotions, like, on a, like, kind of, you know... Steadier, yeah, you don't seem like a very up. emotional guy. I've never seen you like too excited one way or the other. That's good. <laughs> I, I I I envy you. That's I try. I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't get. To, I try not to get too mad or sad. I mean, I get sad, but not like not. You you couldn't tell. You that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people they'll they'll fucking tell the world, especially nowadays. You True. know, like you can tell who's like. You know, some people are every day online just, 
oh, I'm fucking breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's those like, long Facebook posts. Well, I don't yeah, like reading like, those, so why am I going like, yeah, to write Yeah, same here. One, I, you know what I mean? I've gotten the urge here and there. You so know, have you, I. You want to sure. go online, just, just spill your guts, yeah. and then it's like, nobody fucking cares, and the, it's just going to be a bummer. Yeah. The best thing to do <laughs> is to... <clears throat> Anytime you think you want to do that, just Log send it off. to yourself and then read it. And you're just like, <laughs> "Yo, yeah, you don't." Do yeah, that. that's like what I do to them all the time. I'll post, that's a great. I mean, tactic. when like bad shit happens to me, I'll like post about it or whatever. Like uh, when someone dies or you know that kind of shit, I'll be like, "Oh, R.I.P. to this person," you know. And I'll be sad about it and go through all the same shit, but I'm not gonna sit there and be like, "I don't understand." Like, you know, why is like my friend dead or why is my like my yeah. elder dead or like you know whatever like i don't it's like this comp because that type of shit just doesn't like i understand you know what i mean like i feel like some people who go through those like, things really, happen in life man they haven't thought of like death very much or they haven't thought of like i don't know so i it's one of those things where i think that you got a level head to, man you got yeah. a level head i respect that brother thank you i try <laughs> i try you know i got my I, I, it's one of those things you gotta actively try sometimes. Too. Like, yeah, it's you hard. Got, yeah, you gotta like write the post out and then read it and just be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Most people don't think logical like that. That's though. why it's people like, used to have journals. That's exactly what that was. Yeah, straight instead up. of telling, like instead of writing it to everyone, yeah. you wrote it in your little book and you'd read it and be like, "Oh God, I'm gay." Like, yeah, and like, <laughs> close it. And I hope ever, no one and don't ever, ever sees show this. it to yeah. anyone. Yeah. I hope yeah. no one in the never world show anyone ever in the world. fucking like, sees it. Anyone crush. ever read your journal? That's like the yeah. worst thing. You might as well Th- die. That's why I feel like music is for me too, though. Like that's why I think I am kind of chill is because when i'm like sad or going through shit i'm like well, i'm just gonna make a song that sounds like this you know and i feel better like after i do it or i'll make a bunch of them and just go on like a crazy tyrant because i'm actually going through like some shit having yeah. a creative outlet is, is a good crucial. thing i try to explain that to and people all the time i and highly people recommend don't everybody find it, one if you want to see my emotion, like my emotional like peaks and hikes, you can just like listen to my music, and that's basically yeah, that's, that's that, what it's you know? all about. That's man. my journal. Like, that's what it's all about. So, uh, I guess if you have that, it's stuff like ty- I can see why if someone doesn't have that, like writing that post out on Twitter or Facebook or yeah. whatever is like the only reaction for people they're gonna get, and maybe some people will make them feel better and stuff. But for me, it's just like that's cool. I have like an outlet, you know. So. Yeah, for sure. Whatever your art outlet, if you don't have one, you should like find one that you, you gotta can, find something that. you can put your. You gotta have into. something. Yeah, people gotta find. You gotta yeah. find a creative outlet, folks. That's why that's, you don't have to be good at it. No. Yeah, that's people's perception is that people are embarrassed to be bad at things. Yeah. Get get over your fucking self. Be you don't bad even have at to something. Show anyone. You yeah. don't have yeah. to show anyone. Just do do something in your room. Yeah. You might Besides discover that you're off. good at something. Yeah, you your life might change do that dramatically, too, but. Don't only jack off. Yeah. You gotta like draw a picture. Right? With something. Draw a picture of you jacking off. I think too, like a lot of times, like you can really think things into like reality. You know, if you start with something minor and you like achieve one goal, then you just move on to the next one, the next one, the next thing. You know, like years down the line, you find yourself in a place like you would have never thought you could have been in. Yeah, that's what that's the story. That's the story of Michael Montoya. Yeah, the American dream from a fan to in the band, <laughs> dude, rock star, shit. but real in shit. Real life. That's cool as fuck, dude. 
No, well, yeah, it is. It's one of those things too where it's like I never obviously you knew me before I was in Wins like or like anywhere really. I mean Goliath is like cool. I mean Goliath was like legendary in its own way. I saw how big you guys were out here. Yeah, I you know what that. I mean. Yeah, that was dope too, and that was even that was further along than I thought it would it would go. It was just like <laughs> I just put myself in a position to like play music, and then you know I just kept putting trying to put myself in positions without any like thinking of like this is going to pay off in the end or yeah. have some sort of like scheme or whatever it was just like i put myself in a position to where i was around the people in winds of plague and they uh i was working with them like engineer wise and to where they eventually that turned into me playing guitar for them because you know i played in this other band it gave me merit to play in that band you know and then like yeah. most of my friends are hip-hop producers so it was like Oh, like if all them are doing it, like I could probably do it, and then I'm already in a position around my friends with like people like you, and like you know, you remember when I lived with Jay Graham when he was doing Travis Scott and the Beat Brigade, obviously, yeah, all that. So it was just like surrounding yourself with people who. Uh, hey, a lot of people are in a golden position, and they don't they don't realize do anything about it, or even they, realize they don't even know it. Yeah. So let's you've been in golden positions, and you seize the moment, and you did the right thing, yeah. and you worked hard. And it's not, you don't even have to have a specific strategy. You just got to like, no, it's about knowing all. Go with it. So, could happen. So, let's uh, wrap this up. Last question here. If you had to say to anyone who's an up and coming artist or wants to become an artist, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you can give someone? The biggest piece of advice, uh, I would say probably the biggest piece of advice is you have to like, not have expectations totally at first. I think you need to recognize that. Um, find yourself, like, talk about what you actually want to talk about. Like, just be true to yourself as much as you can. Um, and, yeah, try and, uh, like, create a strategy for yourself. Like, create small goals to achieve larger goals. Like, if you're just starting out, be like, okay, I'm going to record my first song, you know, and then... All right, like I then when you knock that out, be like, okay, I'm gonna record my second song, and then when you finally come out with something that you feel is good enough to put out to the world, then be like, okay, I'm gonna put this out on SoundCloud, you know, and then see how people like this, and then next thing you know, all right, I'm gonna do an EP, you know, and just walk down the line like that. Be like, I want to tour someday. How do I do that? You know, then achieve a bunch of small goals, and then you'll reach a bigger goal in the long run. And don't have like, don't put up other artists next to you um, and beat yourself up that like they're doing better or like you know they have had a quicker trajectory than you yeah. have because i would do that a lot like because i have like you know obviously like a lot of like talented friends around me who are way sicker than me at what i do and like when i would try and compare myself to them or whatever it would bum me out but when i'd use them as like an influence to be like, yeah to get you gotta better, use that as motivation yeah be like i want to be as good as this dude one day the only way that's going to happen is if i like drill 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 exactly you just have you have to take it you don't have to take yourself super seriously, but you have to take it super seriously. I think most people get and most people get caught up with like that idea of wanting to be, you know, the best or successful so fast that yeah. they don't want to they don't understand how many years of work has yeah, gone into that. For sure. And also they like you have to be okay with like maybe you're not that person, you know, and if you're not that person, but maybe you are a person who is at least in like the mid range area, you know, yeah. it's not, you don't always have to strive to be the biggest and the best it's, as long yeah. as you're like artistically satisfied, you know, and you feel like you're making shit that you like make, I would say make shit that you wish existed in the world. Like if there's a type of sound you want to hear or like a type of vibe you want that you don't think is really being done like <coughs> as well as it could be, 
then I would say try and like create that. You know, it, the lane is wide open right now for someone to be original. Yeah. You everyone's yeah, been yes. doing the same thing for so long. If you come out right now and you don't look or sound like anybody else, but you're like you got swagger in your mm-hmm. own way to where you could fit in. Man, like the like, it's just so open right now. Yeah. I feel like for someone to just change the whole trajectory, it could very easily, and it happens t- M- time and time again. Like, make music, people. If you're listening to this, yeah. express please, your emotions. Yeah. If you especially if you don't make music, just try it. Maybe you'll be yeah. the new guy or you girl, could. or like, they or them. You could invent you your whole own genre and have documentaries and shit made about you. Like exactly. fifty years later. That's do, fucking sick. Do yeah. something try creative, it, try people. It. Yeah, hey, <clears throat> you listening right now? I know you don't do shit. <laughs> You're fucking listening to a podcast right now. Stop listening to podcasts. Yeah. Don't listen to this shit ever again. Make your own podcast. <laughs> no, no, keep listening and subscribe. But uh, you know, just it's very important to have your own creative outlet, people. And yeah. if you don't have one. You will have a better life if you find it. And you don't have to be good at it. You can be shit yep. and still be successful even. You can. That's super true. You don't have to be the best. You don't even have to be good. You uh, don't. Artist objective, everybody. So get out there. Make some art. Make sure you follow. You got to... Yeah, uh, Morgoth Beats at Beats with a Z, B-E-A-T-Z uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, go check out that Winds of Plague album. Send me your music. Go check out that Winds of Plague album. Yeah, check out uh, Blood of My Enemy. It's is what it's called. It's fantastic. Appreciate and, it. Uh, uh, yeah, check me out on Instagram and see all the shit I produced or yeah. whatever. Go listen to that shit too. Yeah, follow that man and follow his path in the music industry. He's gonna be a big. And I still ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I still like I'll make that very clear. Like I still have not. I've achieved more than I thought I would achieve at life, but like when you get like now, it's like I want to achieve more. Well, that's yeah, why that's I want to big you up, dude. And yeah, like people need to start knowing like what you've been doing, man. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. So, so yeah, you so guys the, know the, where where, where the, to follow me. Me and you were one of the. I've been tweeting again. Yeah, I've there noticed that. I'm back. There you go. At DJ Two Stacks, follow me. All right, follow me on social media. I'm at good tweets. <laughs> to at DJ Two Stacks is back. Follow me at it <laughs> at it fast Ronald on all social media platforms. Uh, make sure you follow us on Apple iTunes and rate us five stars and leave any comment, please. Yeah, we're uh, on uh, you know po- Apple Podcast or Google Play Podcast. Working on getting it on. Just you know, I mean, those are the main ones, but I'm trying to get it on every podcast store. Hopefully, we'll be on Stitcher soon but i don't think yet i'm not even sure what that means but thanks guys drink some water catch you fucks next time